Today is March 25th, and this is the 50th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. And what better way than to spend the 50th episode talking about a pay-per-view? We got UFC 260 this weekend, Saturday, March 27th. It is at the UFC Apex, and I think it's safe enough to say that this will be one of, maybe not forever, but for now, I think the last pay-per-view that'll take place at the UFC Apex, I think that is most likely because... Dana White wants to have pay-per-views with fans. He wants to have them in arenas, and he wants to pack the arenas. The next two pay-per-views, UFC 261 and UFC 262, are going to have fans at them at full capacity. UFC 261 is going to be in Florida, and UFC 262 will be in Texas. And I think it's safe enough to say that the next couple pay-per-views as well are going to be in front of fans in arenas uh, and that would mean that there is no more need for the UFC Apex for UFC pay-per-views. I'm sure they'll still use it for a fight night here and there. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes from there on, especially with other sports and whatnot and arena times. And, you know, that's getting a little bit above my knowledge. But I just thought it was a cool thing to bring up. So let's dive right into it. We got Miocic versus Ninganu, the rematch. Stipe is the underdog, which is a little surprising just because he did beat Francis last time they met. And I think he showed a great blueprint on how to beat Francis. And I think he could do it twice. You know, I don't think it's any secret on how to beat Francis. Now, here's the thing. I think Francis Ngannou is the favorite in this fight because he's so dangerous and because of what he has done since he has fought Stipe. He's fought five times, although he did lose against Derek Lewis right after Stipe Miocic. After that, he's on a four-fight uh, four win streak, pardon me, uh, against Curtis Blades, Cain Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and Jarzinho Rosenstrike. I mean, beating killers, you know, beating absolute dominant heavyweights. And I think it's fair enough to say, and I, this is why he's getting the rematch, is because he's worked his way back up. You know, now Stipe, on the other hand, he's gone through some wars since he has, you know, last fought Francis. He went through the trilogy with DC, obviously getting the better of that trilogy, and he's still the champ. But I think, you know, he, he's gotten a, a lot of ring time, and I would say that, you know, he's getting fight camps. Although he's not fighting a different fighter each time, he's still improving, still sharpening his tools. Um, and I know it's a lot different of a fight preparing for DC than Francis, but then again, you know, he's able to sharpen his tools. He got a lot of more time in the octagon than Francis did. You know, he spent in the last fight a full 25 minutes with DC. Francis is spending a minute or so less in his fights, you know? So I think that also isn't going to help Francis. I think although Stipe has only fought three times, I'd say, you know, he has more of that ring time and experience on his side, considering he's only had three fights compared to Francis's five. So enough about what has happened since, you know, obviously they're going to fight and we're going to find out what happens, but how I think this fight's going to go down, I'm going to pick Stipe Miocic. You know, he's, he's an absolute dog. I think there's a statistic out there that out of the four fights that he's been an underdog, he's won all of them. Uh, being a heavyweight, obviously, you know, that that's all he's fought at, but um, out of the four title fights that he has been an underdog, he has won. And I think he's going to win again here. And I think the reason being is he finds a way to win. You know, 
wherever the, he, he doesn't care how he wins. He just wants to get the win. You know what I mean? I think Francis's path really is only by knockout. I can't see Francis winning by any other way. Now, could Francis knock him out other than round one? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he could possibly knock him out in round two if he stays patient in the first round, um, possibly even round three. But the thing is, is I don't see him really winning in a, any other way because I think Stipe's a, the better martial artist. I just think Stipe's better all over. He's got better tools and skills. I think Francis's way is not of knockout. I think Stipe could win in a, in a multiple amount of ways. And I think, you know, he's going to take a similar approach to the first fight. And I don't think that Francis, even if he has made improvements, I don't see how it's going to stop Miocic from doing what Miocic wants to do. And I don't think this fight's going to be easy for Stipe. I just think Stipe finds a win, and I think he's going to. You know, so far this year, I haven't been doing great with my main event picks, three and six, but I'm hoping Stipe can turn that around for me. And, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about the greatest heavyweight of all time in Stipe. And I will say this. Uh, there's a great chance that Ninganu does win. It's a fight. And especially when you have hands of death like Ninganu has, you have a good shot of winning, you know? I'd say it's 50-50 just because of how good of a chance Ninganu has to just clip him. But the better fighter here is Stipe. It is. He is. He's more entertaining. Well, I wouldn't say more entertaining, but as a mixed martial artist and his skill... He creates more of competitive fights rather than Francis just bull rushing people and knocking people out. And I'll tell you this, if he tries to go in there and bull rush Stipe like he did Jarzinho Rosenstrike, he's going to be in for a long night because he's going to end up gassing himself out and he's going to have a horrible, horrible night. And I don't know if Francis can hold himself back from not doing that. I think when he smells like he wants, you know, not that he's hurt, got the guy hurt, but when he smells blood or wants to start smelling blood, I feel like he just goes. So we're going to find out how he, he approaches Stipe. Uh, if he starts, you know, seeing some of those, oh boy, it's starting to look like the last fight, you know, how he reacts to that. If the fight does get like that. And, uh, I don't know if Stipe can, uh, take the hits that he did in the first fight, you know, so we shall see. There's a lot of uh, empty questions here, and I think we're going to get them answered. Obviously, we are, because uh, the fight's going to happen. And uh, I'm going to pick Stipe. I, I like him to win here. I think he's a stand-up guy, and I think he gets it done and finds a way to get it done. Now, moving on, I am a little disappointed because we were supposed to get another title fight. We were supposed to get Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega for the featherweight title. It was a featherweight title bout, and uh, it got canceled. Uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, I believe, tested positive for COVID, but there was COVID protocol problems on his end. I know that for sure. And, um, you know, that fight is going to get postponed. It is going to happen. It needs to happen. Uh, I, I believe the winner should fight Max Holloway, and then we'll see. But that's time to talk for another time. Uh, so moving on to the, the new co-main event is going to be the former welterweight champion Tyron Woodley who is going to take on Vicente Luque and a lot of people are high on Luque and I think Luque is a great fighter he's coming off of two wins uh he's got some good good wins over some good guys you know his last loss came uh came against Stephen Thompson who is obviously a top welterweight so the guy can fight 
uh, and he's got tremendous skill. His training partner, Gilbert Burns, who has recently fought Tyron Woodley and, and beat Woodley. So I think that there is a blueprint there, and Luke obviously is a part of that um, and, and is well aware of it because his corner has fought Woodley a bunch of times. Um, so I think he knows what he needs to do. But, you know, this is a Woodley who who kind of has his back up against the fence you know th- this is he has three losses in a row uh losing the title to Kamaru Usman and then losing to Gilbert Burns and then losing to Kobe Covington now you know he lost to some great fighters and the best in the welterweight division you know the top three guys in the world right now but I don't think Woodley is washed. I think the talent is still there. I think his skill set is certainly still there. I think he's super dangerous and he has the skill. I think he puts in the work. I think it, it's a lot of mental and, and he has said that, you know. A lot of it was mental. I don't think he didn't have the capability physically or skill-wise. He certainly did. It's just that mentally he he wasn't there for those fights. And I think this is a good enough, far back enough step in ranking for him to, to make a comeback win. And a lot of people are on Luke, but I'm going to stick with Woodley here. And uh, I did pick against him, and I said I was going to pick against him until he proves me wrong. But I think this is where he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. I think he's going to come out and win, and I, to be honest with you, think we're going to see a little bit of old-school Tyron Woodley. I think he's going to surprise some people. I think he's going to come out and throw a thunderous calf or leg kick uh, and stick to that. And then I think we're going to see an overhand right, and I think he's going to knock out Luke. Um, you know, first round, second round, I think we're going to see T Wood return pretty heavily, you know, how much of a run he can make. I don't know. I don't think he really is, is, has it in him to, to beat some of the top, top guys, but I think certainly he can knock out Luke. Um, and then it should be interesting, you know, and I'll talk about this in the recap. If he does win, you know, what would be next for him and what does he want? You know, we'll have to see that in his, his post-fight, uh, you know, interview. Uh, what does he want? What kind of fights does he want? Does he want to, you know, make a run for the belt again? It, you know, we also have to see his performance and see what he does to go from there. But I, I like Woodley to win here and I think he's gonna and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and I think he's going to get a big pop. I really do. I, I almost see like a a performance of the night type knockout. I think we're going to see the return of T Wood. So before that, in the bantamweight division, we're going to get another return in Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. You know, O'Malley coming off of that loss against Marlon Vera, he kind of counts it as not a loss because he got hurt. Understandable. But he did lose, you know, plain and simple. But that fight could have went a lot different if he didn't. Uh, but it's over with now, you know, Sean O'Malley's going to try and bounce back and he's facing a tough opponent in Thomas Almeida. You know, Almeida was on a nice win streak until he lost to Cody Garbrandt. Uh, he did come back and, and, and get a win, but then after that, you know, three losses in a row, but to top guys, you know, Jimmy Rivera, Rob Font, Martinez, you know, top, top contenders, top fighters in that division, that division stacked, but I'm, you know, you got to believe from that and, you know, Almeida's tough. Almeida is skilled. Almeida's good. The only problem is, is I think Almeida gets hit too much. And Sean O'Malley is very technical. Almeida likes the brawl. So the problem here is that if Almeida gets clipped, I think O'Malley's going to put him out. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see O'Malley pick up a, a knockout win. 
Um, if not, and this fight gets drawn out, I could see Almeida getting, you know, maybe a dirty decision. But, uh, and when I say dirty, I mean like dogfight type decision, not quite, you know, robbed decision. But I think O'Malley's going to pick up a knockout win. In the women's flyweight division, we have Miranda Maverick versus Jillian Robertson. And, you know, this is a great test for Maverick. Uh, Maverick is an up-and-coming fighter. You know, she's 10-2. and two. She's facing a, a girl in Jillian Robertson who's 9-5. Robertson has some good experience in the UFC. Uh, but, you know, Mar- Maverick is an absolute animal. Um, great stand-up. I think she has good ground game, and I think she didn't get to prove that a lot uh, in her past couple fights, but I think she wants to. Um, you know, her last fight, she absolutely demolished the girl in front of her she's only got one ufc fight uh and it was at ufc 254 but i think she's going to come out here um and you know she's going to get tested a little bit but i could see her winning in a, a different amount of ways and i like her to win this fight and for the uh first fight kicking off the main card we're going to get comma worthy versus jamie malarkey you know two tough guys uh malarkey obviously pretty tough um Kama Worthy, also very tough. I think that Kama Worthy is going uh, to win here. You know, Malarkey has shown a little bit of, you know, inconsistency in his last two fights, coming off of two losses, um, although he wasn't on a little bit of a win streak, but he hasn't found a win in the UFC yet. And, you know, when you're facing a guy in Kama Worthy who is very dangerous, I, I don't see how he's going to pick up this win here um, in the UFC against Kama Worthy, plain and simple. You know, he ha- he's winning his, you know, although he had a loss in his last fight, but against an absolute killer, and we'll get to that later. But he subbed Luis Pena. He had two knockouts before that. You know, the guy has skill, and he, he, he can win from different areas, so I'm going to go with Kama Worthy. And uh, then we got alonzo mannyfield taking on fabio charon in the prelims this is the prelim uh headliner alonzo mannyfield was supposed to fight william knight but knight obviously you know he got uh put off of this fight i i i'm assuming COVID issues i didn't read too too much into it i just saw that he got uh bumped out so i doubt it was injury because it was last minute but i'm gonna go mannyfield by knockout uh, we got Jared Gooden versus Abukar Nurmagomedov. I'll go Nurmagomedov. Um, we got Bukakis versus. Oh God, that that name the, the name in front of me is unbelievable. Um, I'm gonna assume it's Alexijuk. It's it's horrible. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm excited to watch that fight because I don't know either fighter too too well i've heard of bukakis uh, if i had to pick one maybe i'd go him he is the underdog though which is interesting we got shane young versus omar marias that should be a good fight uh i will pick marias as a as a, a pick em. and um to the name i was talking about before um azatar although it is a different azatar um Abu Azatar is going to take on uh, Mark Andre uh, Baralt. Baralt is the favorite. Not too sure about these two fighters. You know, when I originally saw the Azatar name, I thought it was the Azatar who uh, knocked out Kama Worthy, but it is not. 
Um, Azatar, it's a different Azatar. Um, I think that's Omari Azatar. Anyway, so that's pretty much the preview uh, of UFC 260. You know, I'm super excited, and uh, after the event, within the next couple days of it, I will uh, give that recap and... You know, we're going to have a lot of movement in these couple divisions with the winners. Last bit of news I wanted to share is, and I did post it on social media, and I said, you know, I, I never thought I'd see the day. Misha Tate is back. I mean, I watched her last fight live against Amanda Nunez at UFC 200 uh, when she lost the belt to Amanda Nunez, and that's when Amanda took off with her legacy. Uh, Misha Tate retired after that, and it's been five years uh, Misha Tate went to go work with, with uh, one championship fighting promotion. Um, you know, she did some corporate stuff and some office stuff for them, but she started a family and now, you know, she wants to, to get back into the fighting. Her f- next fight, they, she actually ske- it's scheduled for the UFC. She's going to face uh, Marion Reneo, who just fought on a UFC fight night. It's interesting that they made that fight. Um, it's kind of strange that they had that happen. But anyway, you know, Misha Tate thinks that she poses a great challenge for Amanda Nunes. And, uh, you know, she wants to make a run. So it should be interesting. Maybe she's got some motivation back. Um, should be interesting. I'm excited to see her return because uh, I watched her last fight. You know, I, I, I was watching at that time. I was, I was beginning to get really into UFC and I was a fan of Ronda Rousey. And then, you know, Holly Holm knocked out Ronda Rousey. And then Misha Tate choked out Holly Holm. Uh, and then Amanda Nunez uh, choked out Misha Tate. So it was just like a crazy exchange. And then Ronda came back and Amanda beat Ronda. You know, obviously, if you're listening, you probably know what has happened since. But just interesting, you know, that I'm seeing a fighter come back that I watched retired when I first started getting into the UFC. So all fun and games all part of the process ufc 260 episode 50 i'm excited to watch this pay-per-view the next few are going to be really really good so let's get it going thank you guys for tuning in